Here's the first note I ever got back on Bar Rescue on the pilot. It said, nothing else, but this is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. Do you even know how to make television? That was it. That was the note you That was it. Yo, that is that's not a note. That was the note. Black was started out of frustration of. <laughs> Wait, what? What are you doing? Are you out of your gosh dang mind? I'm opening mind? with the sponsors, dude. You Ow. are out of control, sir. That's asking a lot. Sh- should I? Sh- I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. The shades are dubbed, dude. Go ahead. We're going to open with it. Hey, welcome back to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. Facts now validated mm-hmm. by a streamy award Gets that we won. one award and opens with the sponsor read. <laughs> <laughs> Unfucking real, dude. Oh, also, sorry, sponsors, our rates have doubled. <laughs> award winning number one podcast in the world. Hit that subscribe button for me, please. We love you. Thanks for you guys for listening to this podcast. Uh, we've had some great episodes in the, in, the, in the past weekend. It's coming up on the holidays, so we're really stacking them in and hopefully you're bored over the, the holiday break and you can listen to us. What should probably happen? When yeah. you're chilling with your family oh. back home, it's like, hey, dude, at night, you just got nothing to do. You'd be surprised how bored you get over oh, the holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in the Midwest. Oh my is that God. how it was for you, too? Oh, oh just like nothing God, to do. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Christmas, is it? It's probably about Christmas bonus time, right? Would you say? It? Bonus. Christmas bonus. 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 Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Like you incentivize your employees, your right. postman, your you know my maid. I'll I'll pay back home in Connecticut a little bit of money for cleaning up the place. Yeah, just it's yeah, always good to trickle up, down yeah. a lot Wait, of that really? cash. Yeah, oh, like say yeah. you made say I don't know you made. Four and a half million dollars off a fight or something like that. Right. You know, you'll just be like hypothetically, which is right. Hypothically, of course, you'd just be like a little trickle down action. Right. Uh, Little little democratic liberal trickle down. I don't know about all that, but Uh, I I am gonna get a girl I I care about a gift. I told her to send me her wish list. I'm I'm what the fuck are you? I'm finna drop five racks on this girl, bro. She's. She's been so nice to me over the years, like, and I I don't know. I've just been a little like selfish in my relationship with her. I'll, can I, I'll tell you, and you'll you'll know you'll tell me if she deserves it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She does. <laughs> She's right? actually part of the reason we won the streaming award. I'm not gonna lie; he keeps my man calm as a cucumber. <laughs> wow. Wow. She okay. deserves it. Yeah, yeah I know okay. what you're thinking, though. Like Logan, why do you look so good? It's my sunglasses. <laughs> Jade Black, that is. Jade Black started out of frustration of being unable to find any high quality, fashionable frames at affordable prices because any good quality polarized pair of sunglasses normally cost over $150 because all major brands are owned by one company. Um, Jade Black uses Italian acetate from the same manufacturer as brands like Gucci, Ray-Ban, YSL, and they, uh, the lenses are polarized. And they mm. come with anti-reflective coating on the back to help prevent reflections, and they still only cost $49 and even less. If you use the promo code IMPULSIVE-10, uh, that'll be $44. And they have a quiz to help you pick the best pair of sunglasses for your face. If you don't know which ones will complement your face the best, mm-hmm. which is cool because I have a long face. Um, you know, I, with these, I feel like some sort of like good-looking police officer, Reno nine one one. Dude, it's vibes. crazy. You look like a sexual cop. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> which is which is super cool. Yeah. Way different than sexual predator. Like, let's be honest, dude. Not even close to the Not same. Close. <laughs> They're also doing a giveaway of fifteen AirPod Pros. Uh, so if you go to jblack.co and use the code Impulsive Dash ten to get yourself ten percent off your purchase and a chance to win win one of fifteen pairs of AirPod Pros. There we go. Nice read. I feel good. Yeah, you're good. You're looking good. It's just everything's good. Yo, it's only. T- time that a hangover could last multiple days is when you're hungover and you shoot three shows 
So like technically, I'm hungover off one. Let's just be binge honest. You guys are always, You guys are always hungover. Relax. I'm almost every start of the show. Uh, it right. transitions into some amount of a hangover. So at this point, are you hungover? Or are you just why, hung? Why are we the way that we are? I'm I'm old. I'm old. So I get. I don't even drink out of control. I'm a pretty res- responsible drinker. I'll be, I'm a very responsible drinker. Except I'm 34. And my stomach just doesn't, it just can't hang like it used to, bro. My key, my key is uh, water, dude. Like, I, I drink so much water. Yeah. So I'll, I try to do shot, one shot one equals one. one bottle so, of water. So smart. And then we get home and then we, yeah, again, we ordered $250 worth of, $250,000 worth of Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. <laughs> we should make that as a YouTube video. Ordering two hundred fifty. That's it. my work. By the way, eating greasy foods along with the water consumption has, I, I think, is responsible for hangover oh, yeah. prevention. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? what? For, yeah. for prevention? Prevention, believe it or not. Because I, I hate to say it. I know you want to hear about lettuce and shit, but fucking... <laughs> If you eat like a greasy ass, like in and out cheeseburger, bro, right before you go to bed, I think and you drink yeah. a ton of water. I'm telling you, it doesn't it work. It soaks it up. Exactly. Yeah, it, it does not up. work with kale. Speaking, I'm telling you. Speaking no, of I agree. lettuce I agree. and vegans. So we want to, we did win the Streamy Award. Yes. And Brad, our Brad, producer, is that how I'd call your role? Uh, I think that's. Engin- yeah, he's our engineer. Yo, you pissed off our no, producer. No, because, Dylan, because I would say you're a showrunner. Oh, thanks, bro. No, yeah. no, that's not better. <laughs> you are. Is. You're a showrunner. You is. run the show. That's yeah, not that's better thanks, than a bro. producer. I have that on my resume, showrunner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You just, you just got excited Listen, about anyways, it Anyways, our en- engineer, Brad, <laughs> no, look, he brought, us, he brought us donuts for winning uh, the Streamy Award. And we got a vegan donut in there? So so check it out. Um, We, got, we, we, we got ate some donuts? No, we don't have vegan donuts. We got something better for the vegans. That Brad also got us, and it's a it's a head of lettuce. You, you got me a head of lettuce, Here Brad. You go. Dude, thank you for the vegans. <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry, <laughs> I was sending a text message, bro. Bro, bro imagine that? imagine me receiving these amazing looking like art artistic donuts, Look at and that. then Brad's like, "Don't worry, I for, I didn't forget about take the vegans." Take Are you some kidding cat. me? Take, take, it this, take this, yo, get out of my face, dude. I have a really good head of lettuce, bro. You really That's did. really good. You took a massive bite. Mm-hmm. How do you eat this? Who the size of this fucking thing, dude? <laughs> it's a big marshmallow, bro. Brad, uh, you also said you got us birthday cards? Yeah. But it's none of our birthdays. No, no just take a look. Okay, this one's for... Oh, this one. I'm assuming this one's Spencer's. Yep, that's gotta be me. <laughs> it looks like you, though. This is Andre. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I'm the Monopoly man. Nice. Of uh, course, Brad comes out with the most lit <laughs> gifts. Like, of course, he delivers. Damn, he cleaned up Hallmark gift cards. Oh my Harrison God, Ford. More? That's so nice. Wow. Yep. Wait, are there handwritten? You gotta be kidding me. Wow, he wrote. Hey, he wrote handwritten notes for all of us. I'm gonna read mine because I'm selfish. Yeah. Can I show the front of mine as you open yours? Mine says, "You're how old?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It's a Monopoly card. It says, "Get out of jail free." Just in case you get out of hand, and Brad wrote for the next time you do something stupid online. Yeah. Thanks, shit. Brad. Good shit, Brad. Lo- Brad's a low-key savage back there. Mine Just said, super quiet. this looks like a job for the lasso of truth. Happy birthday, and then happy birthday is crossed out, and it says, let's be honest, you're probably someone's dad. <gasps> Enjoy the Dilf wow. life. <laughs> the Dilf life. The Dilf life. He's definitely a daddy. Facts. Wow. Definitely a daddy. Facts. Mine, mine says, I'm a father of twins. Mine, mine says, "Proud of you for ditching the man bun." Oh, you nice, bro. You Thank you. I don't, I don't, I can't say. Brad, I you are not that, good at shaking really? hands, but you are very good at that card. <laughs> You're a good gifter, Brad. Giver. 
Phenomenal. So yeah, I mean, what was I mean? Let's go. We got one of streaming with the shit. Uh, my, my question is, what do we do next? Well, like, my we've been question, speaking this into existence I, for a long I, I, time. I think we peaked. I think this is it. Not even that, Damn, but where? High school? Where are we now? Like fuck. In the garage? Uh, you, you just went too deep. Uh, dude. Let me g- bring it back a, a little bit. Well, the next guest can help with where to go. I, I, can please can I answer just last thing? Where are we now as this airs? Like what? What? When is this right now? Like wh- they're seeing us. Where? When are we? I feel like I'm gonna be at Restoration Hardware. Something tells me. When? when? Yeah, I'll be I'll be in restora- at Restoration Hardware. Uh, I think I'm up in Napa Valley at this point. Really? Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter. I was thinking we might have been home or something like that, but I'm off by a few days. What else is yeah. fucking new? It Just is fuck me, all right? an exciting time for sports, but none more exciting than the NFL sophomore sensation Lamar Jackson. Redefining what it means to be a dual threat QB. Odds on Jackson to win the MVP race were at 50 to 1 to begin the season and have plummeted since, making my bookie's prop selection more attractive than ever. The next week, we have, we have one of the most anticipated stack UFC. This is out of date. Are this you is out of date. Look, me? my bookie, if you're going to give me reads, I'll read them, but they got to be up to date. What? All right, well, I'm assuming the look, the point is this my bookie is still the best place to bet the sports season. And if you're uh, one of a kind, who likes to bet a little to win a lot? Try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. Mm-hmm. They have more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you wow. deposit 2000 you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code LOGAN to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code LOGAN to activate the offer. Or by the way, if you're watching this and you're a fan of Hey Big Mike, you could use promo code MALAK, M-A-J-L-A-K, Ooh. to activate the same offer. Wow, that's so why that's don't silent, you decide? That Silent J is going to fuck people up. <laughs> it's always. It, 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 it's Magilac. Yeah, I was just thinking with all these ad reads, it's the, that Christmas bonus is probably going to be oh, it's got to be quite substantial fuck, dude, between that, the fight bag, and That's what and I like think. to be honest, we talk about rates going up. We just want a streaming war. I'm pretty sure the co-hosts are going to get a Co- rate. Co-hosts is double the fee. We I, went from zero I, I, to I actually <laughs> to zero. I was, I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't pay you guys to be on the show. <laughs> I got a dare for you, really quick. I dare you to open that text Osmic Broom just sent you and read it word for fucking word. <laughs> I'm going to pull up on you tonight after the event. I guess Whoa. that did, didn't pay off. Did you like piss I him off it. recently? Because that could be bad. No, I don't think yeah. I don't think to fight me. Probably for camaraderie. Okay. Oh, you think okay. so? Okay. Right. Guys, here we go. Shout out, shout out, Austin. Here we go. Our guest today is a Hollywood executive involved in the creation and production of more than 300 TV projects over the span of his career. He's also a business coach and author of The Three-Minute Rule, a pitching strategy that will help us, just like his CEO clients, say less to get more. Please welcome Brant Pinvedic. Yes, sir. That's like the best intro I've had in like the last six weeks. Wow. Right. Who's responsible for that? Wow. You're, you're coming with me. That's all there is to it. Oh, man, I tell you. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I like your oh, energy, bro. He already dude, has I gotta that. bring this. He already has that vibe of like oh, that yeah. motivational speaker. Oh, He's yeah. got the Tony oh, yeah. Robbins. Not only that, I got on. nothing to lose, so it don't matter. <laughs> Let's Thanks. go. Join the club. Yep. <laughs> I, got I, I got a cord. I got a cord on your Oh, oh God. Lord Almighty. Okay, here we go. We're back in business. Pull it back together, guys. Here we go. Yo, yeah, you have a lot of energy, which is rare for a... Hollywood executive business. Yeah. Like you, you're, a, you're a personality. I mean, listen, that's part of what I've been able to do in Hollywood is I was able to captivate a little bit of the sort of the magic of the personality. Yeah. Um, and you can cover for a lot of bullshit that way. Yeah. And nice. so it it looks haphazard, like it just sort of happens, but it's sort of a cultivated act that I 
that I use really well in the Hollywood game. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Would you say you're like a, a hybrid business slash talent in a way? I mean, or do you not it get- turned to that now. Yeah, it turned to that. Originally, it was just like, I was just begging to find something that I was good at. I spent most of my life up to about 30 years old just struggling. I was in Canada. And when I came to the US, things started to work. And like, you probably went through the same thing. Like when things are a struggle, it's a struggle. But when things start to work, like when you find success finally, it like, it feels so bloody good. Yeah. That it's just, it's just what you want and it drives you to do better. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was the, that was that sort of course of my life. But then at a certain point it was like, okay, well I already, I did pretty well. Business wise. What's next, right. From in a TV thing and the TV business just became unpleasant in that sense. And so I just want to make a change. So what are some of the shows you've been a part of? So we could right off the bat explain for those who don't know. So I did bar rescue was a big show with John Taffer. Yeah. Yeah, So that one I sort of created and put in the air. That was really big. And then my company, we did uh, like the season of master chef. We put in the air. Biggest loser was a big one. So I did a bunch of those. What what was your involvement in in biggest loser? Like not, not a lot really, but I used the biggest loser title to put in. So it makes me seem better. (laughs) No, I thought you, did you you create the show? No, not at all. No, I just happened to be at the company running the company that was producing it at the time. So it was like, I just walked into it and there it was. And put it lead to your portfolio. That's an amazing, no, it's an amazing fucking. Or like extreme makeover. Like I'll say I did extreme makeover, but I did extreme makeover, makeover weight loss edition. So whichever one you think is bigger, it was either the main (laughs) one or that's the one I did. Are you still in a way kind of faking it? Like at times, um, like to, to get, not like yeah. completely, but to get to an even higher point. Well, I think that's the course of everybody's life, yeah, right? Yeah. You are trying to get into the club that won't let you in. Fast. You want to be with the friends that don't want to hang out with you. Like it's just part of our nature. Mm-hmm. So, and I actually train a lot of CEOs and stuff on that idea because they don't feel like they're enough either. And I'm like, you're the CEO of a $4 billion company. <laughs> but it's like, we're all one bad email away from losing our jobs. That's what it feels like, right? And people are going to come in and be like, hey man, you shouldn't be here. Like, what are you talking about? Your phone? Like, that's just the way we feel. The imposter syndrome is big with everybody. It's just sort of like, you just get over it. Um, But more so, it's more like, you know, people don't have the nuances of what we do in television. So I'm just tired of people like, They'd say, like, what was your thing on The Biggest Loser or whatever? It's like, you can only explain that so many times before mm. you're just like, yeah, yeah, it's one of my shows, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of my buddies, a record producer, and he did all of Celine Dion's songs. Holy shit. Except for one. The one from the Titanic, oh, My Heart Will my Go heart On, will right? go, no. Oh, that's, yeah. that's like not investing in Uber. I now, just picked that one to skip. What was yes. it? Was it Gary Vee that... No, he did Uber, yeah. right? No, he did. Yeah. He missed song. Oh, yeah. he missed Uber, yeah. right? And so he... He just, he heard the song. He's like, no, that's not a good song. I don't want to do it. But the problem is whenever he would talk about it and he's the producer of Celine Dion, they would say my heart would go on. And he just got to the point where he's like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother telling the story. I just go, yeah, that one too. Like he just, oh, okay. Okay. He, was like, I got oh, you. he got yeah. sick. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So you're a, you're a Hollywood chief. You're a Hollywood exec, a Hollywood G I'll say. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a digital guy, bro. Yeah. I'm a, I come yeah, from you digital. scare the living crap out of me. I was just saying, is this? A, I'm, are we cool? Yeah. Is there some beef dude, here? Dude, I'm so ridiculously impressed by you, and I have been for years. Oh, thank and that's you, why man. I told my publicist, like, I want on that show. Mm. I love those guys. Like, you are the enigma that scares the daylights out of the people in my position. This is so like, interesting. Just, because this is it's so interesting. Here's the truth, right? I don't get to say this very often, but I'll I'll lay this down for you. Is that? I've been producing high level content yeah. for a very long time. And it's like, you know, a lot of the shows that I did, yeah. but you, you know, you don't know about 150 that I put on the air. 
because that's the way the TV business is. Yep. And the good news is, is I have a whole community around me. When I put a show on the air, there are so many people involved and part of it and making decisions and like Nielsen numbers and like yeah, what are the ratings yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. all just fluff. So when a show doesn't work, which most of them don't, it's like, I can blame anything. Mm. Like I can point to anything. It's not my fault, right? Like <laughs> nice. I did my job. Yep. You insulate, you're insulated. And the idea of putting something out online that's gotta go directly to the viewers and they give you immediate feedback immediate. is so terrifying that it's like, we know in Hollywood we couldn't do it. Cause if we could, we'd go take your money and be doing it, but we can't. Absolutely. Cause there's no way I could create a viral video. There's no way I could create a YouTube channel. Like I don't have that in me. And not only that, it terrifies me because it's like, I don't know what the audience wants, mm. but I'm okay playing in the world of that because all of my friends who make millions of dollars and make TV shows, we've all decided we don't know what the audience wants. That's okay. We're just gonna make 50 shows and maybe one will wow. work. Yeah, you know? interesting. And it's like, yeah. if you made- Carpet bombing. Yeah, if you made 50 YouTube videos and they all completely bombed and you You'd only had toast. one that did relatively well, you wouldn't be doing this anymore. No, yeah, facts. And it's a yeah. big difference. Yeah, so, you, gotta, you, gotta hit, you gotta hit that target yeah. every time. Are you friends with, uh, is traditional media friends with digital media now because they have no choice? Yeah, it's, it's, listen, it's still hard to make money. Like tr traditional television still makes real money Facts. and like the cable, the cable business is still valid and, and vibing. The issue people, is people are always disagreeing with that. We talk about that on the show a lot and everybody talks about cable cutting, but I remind them that the lion's share of advertising money still goes to traditional yeah. line in media. Well, you know, and here's like, the thing, like. You know, Guy Fieri or Anthony Bourdain, God rest his soul, like they're never on shows that have ever had more than a million viewers average. That right? is insane. But they're household names. Yeah. yeah. And the reason is, I'll let you in on a little of the reason, it's called the barrier to entry. Television has what's called the barrier to entry, which means the public, our people, the culture assumes that someone has granted you some sort of passage onto this television show that you have you have climbed some ladder to get there and that you had to do something special. You put on a YouTube video, people sort of instinctively feel like, well, you just did that on your own. It's not special. And so you'll get millions and millions of views every single video you put out, but yet someone like Guy Fieri who has 312,000 people watching once a week, 14 times a year. is a household name. Yeah, and it's just a weird cultural thing, right? They They past the the bar where they became household names yes. based on your inability to refuse them. Oh my God. They but did also, so many views, but for, for to your point, for the most part, 99% of the yeah, online creators- Yeah, you guys have transcended yeah. that. There are not very many. Like you're like, the, you're like a Cream movie crop, star facts. in that sense, yeah. right? Like you're, that's just rare. And it's crazy because our culture has just been slow to adopt that, right? And so it's an interesting world, but from from our perspective in the television world, you guys just scare the crap out of us. And here's the thing, like I know talent, right? Like I, I spent my entire life chasing talent, assessing talent, figuring out which talent's real and which talent's not, yeah. what they say and what they do and they're following. And it's like, when I see the level of work that you put in, when I see the level of professional, that professionalism that goes around this building, it's like, oh my God, like, this is a serious, serious operation Absolutely. that takes an incredible amount of talent and skill combined with like an unbelievable sense of creativity mm. 
to be able to talk directly to an audience and, and to be able to real time. Work. Like it's real time. You guys follow along. Like do people like it? Do, do people not like it? And be able to change that and continue to deliver week after week, day after day, year after year. It's just like, yeah, I couldn't even come close to doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, bro. Forget you, that. Like when you sat down, one of the you, you looked around, you were admiring the set, and you're like, Yo, this is crazy. I know every bit of work that's yes. that's gone into this, and yeah, because uh, not a lot of people do. No, and that's know? what I mean. Like it's just it's just so innate to the process of building something creative but for some reason if it's on a youtube <clears throat> channel or like with amanda you know when, when i interviewed for my podcast it was like she's an instagram model i get it but do you know how much goddamn work it goes in to be that so popular much and like it's every detail the attention to detail <clears throat> people just don't understand mm -hmm. it's, it's shocking it's the biggest thing i i, I as someone who literally a day before you came here, just jumped into the actual TV machine. Yeah. I just shot two pilots for MTV oh yesterday. God. Oh God! And seeing, dude, and crazy. Is, is he going to change? First off, or, or no. are we going to lose our friend? He's become. No, a, he's going. He's going right back. He's going to be like, that's the last time I'm doing that. So <laughs> We're just waiting for him to come back with with uh, yellow hair, with dyed no, hair. I, I think he's going to bleach his hair. But but so I sh so I show up, and first of all, your car will be at the house at twelve thirty. You'll be in wardrobe for thirty minutes, hair and makeup. You'll you'll walk on the set, you'll do your thing, and you walk off the set and you get back into a car. Yeah. Maybe you're in your green room eating snacks, yeah. they're touching you up and stuff. All of the other work that goes into the project is on the network. Yeah. Is on the people that work on the show. When we make our con that's incredibly distracting and just <laughs> quite rude to the guests, to be honest with you. Put it down right now, I'll slap you. Can I just say it's excellent? I'm just it's excellent head of lettuce. But I, but I'm let me finish this. Let me finish this guy. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Pass it over. Let me give me, give me a fucking bite. But 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 to your but but before I bite this, to your point, I mean, there's so, there's so much work that people don't see that goes into every piece of his content. That right. by the way, he is, or even mine, the night shift that we are integral in the yeah. editing process, the 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 concepting, the writing, all of that's us on TV. I show up, blow up, walk out. Yeah, that's it. and there's part of that that you don't realize, which is working against you guys a little bit. Is that there's an ecosystem, right? Or an ecosystem, you say, in the United States. The ecosystem of television employs hundreds of thousands of people, right? From Madison Avenue right down to the, the grips. And all those people are invested in the process of television being successful and driving revenue. And the revenue comes from basically spots and dots, we call it, where it's like, I'm going to sell ad revenue for a 30-second commercial uh -huh. that no one's going to see, that people can DVR through, that no one cares about, right? Whereas... Like effectively, Logan, when you do well and you're, you know, like you make the money, right? When your YouTube channel blows up, it comes to you. There's For the only, most part. But you know what I mean? Like there's, there's eight people or 15 people or like, there's just not the same sort of surrounding of the planets to like bolster that up. Whereas TV is a whole bunch of people being like, hold on to the rails. We're going down. Let's keep it up, boys. Yeah, yeah. And like, they do not want... Madison Avenue ad guys giving you guys more money because it's like, well, <clears throat> what if they figure out that these people actually pay attention to his reads? Like they might actually go buy those damn sunglasses. It's, Whereas yeah. if you do that ad on an episode <laughs> on WeTV, there's not a single soul that watches that ad. And we it's know funny, that. It's funny you say that because coming from the, the brand side, and this should actually make you feel a little bit more comfortable when you go home tonight, the... The television continues and television commercials continue to move the needle in a very, very major way for brands. Yeah. We had spent uh, the brand I worked on last was this a company called Love Sack. And, you know, we, we went from a thirty five million dollar brand to a two hundred and fifty million dollar annual brand. And 
the the we did digital media. We worked with social influencers, everybody. And the thing that truly, truly, truly moved the needle was television advertising. Once we got into the homes of people watching linear television, we started to see a massive uptick in business, a, a trajectory that was was vertical. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's you're right. Cause, but maybe subconscious, like, I don't know exactly what it is, or we had a really good commercial, which it, it, it scored really well on the, on the net promoter score was off the charts, yeah. but it's give and take. I mean, there are a lot of brands that are still making all their money off television advertising. Yeah. Well, listen, it's, it's a, it's just focused in that world. Right. And people are slower to adopt things than we all think. Like we were having this conversation about television sort of dying off five years ago. We were talking about it 10 years ago. Yep. It's like, we're not that close to it. It's still a ways out. Mm -hmm. you know? Do you think cable and, and TV dies at some point or, or um, and listen, I think what really happens is at some point, the cable and TV <clears throat> guy goes, okay, thanks for making all these other digital things. You've tested them out. You've made your mistakes. You've ruined it. You've done this. This is working. We'll buy you. This is working. We'll uh, buy you. We'll sell you. And now we were a cable TV network, and now we're this network. And they'll just move. They have unlimited resources and the smartest people so in like the world. So like Viacom buys yeah. you buys uh, who owns YouTube? Apple does. Apple owns YouTube. Or right. Google, Google. Google. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Oh, Google, Apple. So so Viacom yeah. comes in and buys yes. it from Google, assuming that or Google's, the other way around. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just going to move. Like those guys, those guys swing huge dicks and yeah, they'll just, no, like they'll just big old schlong. They're like, not, they're not worried. You know what I mean? They just, they're, they are win by acquisition and, and bulldozers. There's just, so they'll win. Speaking of which, did you see the, uh, did you see that new IPO that's about to launch in saw? I think it's in Saudi. It's going to be twice the size of the Apple valuation. <laughs> Apple's currently the only trillion dollar, I believe the only trillion dollar plus c company. I think that, or maybe them in Amazon, Amazon at a, right around well. $1 trillion. Yeah. There's an IPO that's about to happen in the Middle East. I can't remember where it was. I think it's Saudi Aramco. It's a $1.9 trillion initial public offer. I know something crazy. I actually worked for Saudi Aramco in college. That's a lie. I'm dead serious. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm dead If you serious. had stayed you with them, you would be... Uh, no. no, I did video work for them. You should have got options. Uh, You're you Spencer Taylor. <laughs> you worked for Saudi Aramco? I did. The bro. world has its first $2 trillion company. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, they came. By the in. way, I read. The, I like to read. It's the a news Saudi Arabian oil company. Oh my, this is crazy. Is I did like video, like boring corporate videos for like their internal team. Really? Yeah. Well, let's see how their IPO goes because my company's worth a two trillion two by my valuation. Nice. <laughs> nice. Let's see nice. how that works. Nice. <laughs> how, did you, how did you get started in Hollywood? Because you moved from Canada. Yeah. It, and, and what about you? Makes you stand out. I mean, you know, here's the thing. I, I I used to run failed businesses, basically. I'd come up with a big idea. I'd go, like, try to figure it out. And in Canada, it's not really an entrepreneurial vibe like it is here. So. Fixer uppers. Yeah, and I was just, I was so, like, always my back up against the wall. And there was times when I would go into a meeting to try to raise money from somebody. And if I didn't get a check from them in that meeting, I wouldn't be able to eat, right? Yeah. And so it teaches you not how to sell. Right. Like that's not what I learned. I didn't learn how to sell stuff. I learned how to get what I wanted without somebody feeling that I was desperate. I learned how to get what I want and made them feel like I didn't need it that badly. Mm -hmm. Because if, if I needed five grand from you really badly, it's very unlikely you want to give it to me. The second you feel that from someone that they'll say anything to get what they want, you go like, okay, I don't want to be around this guy. And so I learned a really good technique of like making people feel that I wasn't desperate. And so when I brought that down to sort of the Hollywood pitch vibe, it was a real contrast to the, hey, hey, let's do lunch. Let's, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 <laughs> and I was just like, listen, 
here's the way the show works. Here's why you should like it. Here's why it's good for CBS. And here's how providing we're value, Boom. providing value. Yeah. And 100%. it just made it, it, it impacted people. And it, and it, I grew this reputation of being the best pitcher in Hollywood. And I was like, I'm not working very hard. Like I'm not doing very much. And I remember specifically, I was in CBS lobby and I was about to go into the pitch room and out walked Simon Cowell. And I was like, oh my God, I got to go into the room after Simon Cowell. This sucks. <laughs> so he and I are yapping and he looks over my shoulder and I turn around and there's Mark Burnett walks in. Oh, and he's, shit. And he's coming in after me. Yee. So I'm wedged into these two bohemian monsters. The and second I'm like, one bigger for Ugh. sure. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to say in this room to impress mm. these people? Mm. Like, how am I going to come across as like fancy, awesome, amazing producer that should be there and like on that level? And I just got this wave of panic realizing like, I can't like nothing I do is going to impress them. So I so I got to get in the, and out of this room as fast as possible. So I just sat down. Everybody said, hi. I was like, oh, great. So here's the way the show works. And here's why we think it's great for CBS. And here's how we're going to produce it. And here's how you can get it. And here's the IP. And that was it. And I was out of that room in like nine minutes. Wow. Holy they shit. bought the show. <laughs> and I was like, my agent was like, that was amazing. And I was like, wow. Okay. And so I just started sort of doing that system. So it kind of huh. happened on accident. You it just did. like stumbled on it. Yeah. And I started to develop that ability to get in and then what happens is is that the network buyers would be like oh brant's on my schedule to do a pitch day oh yeah okay good because at least i'll know it'll be good right and yeah. fast we talked yeah. about this earlier yeah this brevity and i, t I told you i had a, a phone call this morning with the ex ceo of apple for this app that i just launched this dating app uh called skip it if you're God in southern california no no <laughs> nah, nah, you can you can cut it i don't care but 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 with all the core investors in the business one of them being john scully and and the, the kids are 19 20 years old that launched the thing and the first the thing i keep telling them is these guys don't care about all the intricate fucking oh, details damn. of the app yeah. give them the top line info that they need to make decisions and then let them go back to golfing fishing whatever the fuck they're doing because they're a right. hundred thousand dollar you know uh infusion into our business they don't care about these are right. as you know the people you pitch are yeah. behemoth monsters yes yeah. and so, they get to the point yeah, that's yeah, really all facts, that, facts. That, that really helped my process through and then I did like I worked really hard at relationships in Hollywood like I had a spreadsheet of every single person I ever met where they worked when their contract was when they were coming out of their contract when was the last time I talked wow. to them and I kept that up every time and so I would know if your contract was coming up in three months I would make sure I put a call into you being like hey what are you doing is your contract coming up and they'd be like yeah it's like great because I'm hearing good things about you in the, nice. in the community you know you need some help or anything comes on let me know I'll, I'll connect you and then that what that did is like put me at their peer Top group right yeah. and then it's like because I'm talking about the jobs that you might be interested in just sort of and I kept that but like it's like anything like did you just like waltz into YouTube stuff or did you like you studied every video that went on what worked what didn't what time when do I put it out there how many people do I put in this how like those things are the only way you can be successful right and then when it's all cut together and it's all up there and you know you're in the news making all this money and people are like oh my god it's, I should be a YouTube star yeah. <laughs> and it's like what the hell are you talking about yeah. you know and I had this time when I was surfing out with one of the partners in the company and and a guy surfed out and it was a doctor and he goes oh hey this is Dr. Bob I was like oh Dr. Bob yeah I heard about you okay good hey, yeah this is Brad runs the company oh Brad, um, hey man, I, I I was thinking I want to come see you. I got these ideas for these reality shows I want to talk to you about. And I was like, great, I have these ideas for these medical procedures I've been thinking about. I want to come talk to you. <laughs> and the guy was like, what? And I was like, oh yeah, Dr. Bob, what I do for a living is a real job too, you know? Like, <laughs> and he was just like, what? I was like, yeah. Like it's it's always so awkward when people pitch I, you, like it's pitch from way outside the vertical. Yeah. Like, you know who's the most guilty for this in my entire life? Uh oh. 
Mom, if you're watching this right now. <laughs> oh, no. Mom, if you're watching this right now, please. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, awesome. and Pam, Pam, you do this with Pam sometimes, too, right? No, my parents have never, ever oh, you, oh, you a said, video idea. You said that. You ever. said that, right? Yeah. But, Mom, we work really hard. We do a lot of yeah. in-depth studies on this stuff. I think we know what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate we, you, and I love you very much. But again, we, might, we might not. Like, uh, Robin, you can text me your ideas. That is a good <laughs> point. I'm not sure I know he's, any he's of this He's much shit. more mm-hmm. open to... Fee- and, I, and I'm starting to got, get into his system a little bit. He will actually take uh, at least, like, feedback yeah. from anyone. And he, he he's able to keep a filter up, but he will technically yeah. get pitched by anyone. Yeah. He'll take a pitch on a new content idea from the guy that parks his car. <laughs> and have you done a lot of those ones from random people? Mm, no. I want to say no, but but the ones that I do are fucking good ideas. <laughs> you know, like it, it's just a different I, system. I, yeah, and yeah. I, like I people ask me all the time, and it's like I just don't take outside pitches from people anymore yeah. because yeah. it's like of the whatever hundreds of shows I've sold, not one of them has come from somebody outside the business. Other than hey, mm. you should meet my boss. Like he's running this particular company. It's that's like, oh, really interesting. No I told him. I told him a couple weeks ago. I said my my biggest hope for you in 2020 and moving forward is that you start to rely on your generals. Yeah, that was my biggest thing. And, and because he 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 he's been good about it. And he's had people that will filter those people out. But for the most part, he he'll take it. He'll take a sit down with just yeah. about anybody. You can know I pitch you a show? <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> all right. Here here's what it actually. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Let's do it. All right, all right. But you're ready for the real feedback, or do yeah. you want me to make you yeah, seem yeah. like it, it's a good idea? No, 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 no. I want okay. I want real feedback because right. this, <laughs> it. this is an idea. I think I think I think Mac and I were like hung over one I'm gonna, morning. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you my answer right now before, before we get on there. <laughs> uh, okay, my answer. Go ahead. I heard that. Oh, okay. just so oh, you, you got to whisper so. No, quiet. it's not. I don't think so. All right, okay, ready? Go okay, ahead. so it's like uh, you know American Ninja Warrior. I know it very well. Okay, <laughs> so it's like. Four doors in the middle of an arena, okay. and uh, they all lead to a boxing ring in the middle. Okay, but four, to four get there sides. is an obstacle course, right? In the American Ninja Warrior esque style. <laughs> okay, so you say go, and the contestants do the obstacle course, and the first two that get into the ring get beat to fight. the shit out of each other, and the winner is like the ultimate gladiator or some shit. And we'll call it the Ultimate Gladiator. <laughs> He's like, this okay. reminds me of a show called Red Ring from no. 1986. No, you know what? It's actually not a bad idea at all, to be honest. Let's Woo! go. And it's it's kind of because here's here's the element that that makes sense on that, right? Is because now you got to decide how fast and how much effort you want to put into the obstacle course to get there, because that's how tired you'll be when you get to the ring, yeah. right? So it's like if you made the obstacle course. A little bit more like, uh, you know, the way stage two used to be on America's Ninja Warrior. We have to lift the things up. So it's like there's some energy expended as opposed to just like jumping around a little bit. That's, that's So that great. by the time like you that. got the end, yeah. you're sort of you're sort of like worn out. Now, you could get really fast, but that takes a lot of energy out of you. Wow. So there is something to the idea of whoever gets them to the ring first wins. That's actually the core of a very good idea. Now, here's the deal. Here's what's great is I don't do TV on a day-to-day anymore, so I don't have to deal with this. Great. So here's what I'm going to do for you. I don't want to do it. I've no, seen this. this. I've seen this, this a million times. I'm no. going to connect you to my assistant. Switch. They'll yeah, get yeah, back yeah. to you. No. You guys are so mean to him. No. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to connect you with Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith is one of the greatest producers that's ever been in the business, and he is the creator and producer of American Ninja Warrior. Oh, there we go. That's a cool connection. And you guys together, with you as an EP, 
that is a real show that he would take very, very seriously. I, I just and wonder I'm if I really want to do it versus just brainstorming dumb well, ideas listen, with my friends. By the way, uh, brainstorming it and just talking yeah. it out is great. Because you know? <laughs> by the way, from the time we mentioned this to the time you get that on the air is two years. From the time oh, when yeah. it looks like oh, what yeah. we just talked about to the time it gets on the air, those shows are unrecognizable. And you made more money in the last 15 minutes than you would on that show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. So what's the like <laughs> shittiest idea you've ever had? American had Idol for bands people pitched me all the time every single day that was one that i got all the time why, why, why is it a bad idea it horrible because it's just like it's not the same you can't it's a long story i could go into it, but it's like the american idol way it really works is it's one person one create celebrity you, yeah it and you create celebrity. that and you yeah. get attached to them a band is like people don't have the same attachment to it you can get attached to a lead singer but the band doesn't have the same fucking thing. drummer and plus it wasn't even that that's a bad idea it's that well i'm sorry do you run a record label no. Uh, are you the owner of a you know fancy uh, like com or a performance club where bands play all the time? Or like, why are you pitching me American Idol Red? Like, what do you have that's mm, valuable? Mm. Or people pitch me some sort of NFL thing. It happened a few a months ago. A guy wanted to do, do the NFL Combine, but for like regular people, and like <laughs> you do the quarterback thing. I was like, great. Do you play in the NFL? No. Do you own a team? No. Uh, is your best friend a quarterback? No. Like, well, what the hell is your connection to the NFL? None. Oh, I get it. So you have a good idea. You think you have a good idea. You want me to use all my connections, go do all the work, then go sell it, take all the risks, put up the insurance, Yo, and then send you a check? Is that, were you always like that? I'm actually, I'm actually fairly surprised. Um, like, do people have to have a, a credential yeah, have that or, a, or, or a network? Yeah. To it's not be even like a worthy? credential as much as it, it has to be value. Like, an idea is not really worth idea. much, right? Ideas. Yeah, yeah, like... Do you think ideas are worthless? Almost worthless. In, especially that in reality. Is, that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. I've, Until, I've heard this before. I'm not... Uh, I, I wrestle with this one. I don't know if I agree. Because execution is almost I know, impossible. I know, I know. An idea is a little bit closer to value for you, right? If I give you a great idea for a skit... You know what I mean? You take my book, Three Minute Rule. Let's see how I bought that. Nice. In there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, want, I want to talk about yeah. that too. But you, you take my book and you uh, equate it to some sort of sex thing with your girlfriend and you can't get past three minutes and I snide into the covers while you're in yes. there and I read you chapters and you get past uh, three minutes, right? Uh, it's, it's a good idea. It's for a sex a skit. book. Yeah. It's, it's not, but you, that's the skit, right? Yes. I feel like I, ideas are super valuable. It, it might not be of value to the person who has the idea. It's it's a no. value to the person who takes action I, on I the think, idea. No, I because think, here's the thing. You could make that skit tomorrow, right? And you could, you're the one who controls the distribution, so you could get it on the air. So the difference between my idea and the execution is short. So it actually has some value. If you liked it, it's got some value. Mm. If you have a pitch an idea for a TV show to get on MTV or get on Spike TV or any of the cable networks, the the the, the space that you have to go from from idea to actually getting on the air is so damn far. There are so many hurdles, hurdles to cross. Yeah. There are so many people, so much money, so much time, so much energy, so much development that it's just like, it's just not going to happen. And yeah. that's why when someone sends me something that they've WGA registered or whatever, it's like, oh, amateur. Because they know, like, they don't know anything about the business. That's like, so funny. No one's stealing your idea <laughs> in reality. TV. It's like, I say all the time, yeah, it's a good idea. If you can go make it, knock your socks off. Like, I, I get, good luck with that. I know? get fans all the time or just like random people <clears throat> that want to pitch me multiple ideas that they have at the same time. Yeah. I, this is the next big one. And so, and so is this one. And I always say the same thing. I say, if you bring me an idea, bring me a go forward strategy with it. Yeah. Otherwise I'm not interested. That's right. So I need to know what's going to work and how it's going to yeah. work. Those two things combined, then you have something. Yeah. I have an idea for a new TV show and this is how we're going to get it to the network for the or network to buy. In it. this place is, or it's like, here's what I have that's valuable, right? Like yeah. I, 
wrote something. I, or I run a podcast. I have a blog. Like I, I'm connected to the restaurant that we're going to go film at, or like I'm in the military, like something that says you're going to contribute and that only you can bring that. The mm. idea to do a Mr. Mom with dads at home is like, yeah, that's not an idea. That's a concept that someone has to pour their heart and soul and 20 years of experience mm-hmm. and get 57 people to sign off on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not really going to involve you. I'm, I'm wrestling with this as my, with Logan a little bit, which is which is I, rare. I, we, I just, we, we, we a lot of times kind of bash on things, but I, it, it seems weird that a that an idea because like a good idea to be honest with you, the most capitalizable thing or monetizable thing is a good idea from a dumb person. Like if you could find a really good idea from someone who can enact it, but you can, that's actually a big come up. If you think but it's, about that's it. what I was getting at. You know what I'm I saying? Think if you can, it, yeah. If I you know can put it to work. Yeah, yeah. Because the dumb, the dumb person has no value in that but, idea but, or ability to actually, here's the thing. If Logan takes your idea and does something with it, the guy's in years and years, he's the number one podcast in yeah. the world. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Cause they've won. Factually, the factually speaking, <laughs> <Yeah>. of course, <laughs> Like that's the value is already there. You've already, yeah. you already have done 98% of the work. So sure. My idea might be worth 2%, yep. but most people will think their idea is the 90%. I think this is a good mm, note because mm. on your last video, I think both of us are getting a ton of DMS from people who want to be a part of the new Maverick squad, for yeah, example. Yeah. And I think there's, there's something like everybody thinks they have talent, but it's like, what can you actually show? How can you show up? How does that, that is, talent that contribute is, to the team? So you, you, can imagine I'm also getting these emails oh, and sure. DMs so and, many. And, and so many of them have no resume or case right. studies no, or, that or, can't even, video. Or, or can't even format an email. No, you know, it's just, like, hey, it's just like a block of, of I'm, I'm, text. I'm 20 years old. I'm in college. I want to be a star. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about taking me? acting classes. I'm like, yo, I know I can do it. By the way, you might be able to, but at this point in my life, yo, I need like seasoned, people who and the most important thing to me is and probably this is parallel to what you're saying like if we are going to bring anyone on this team who's talent they need to have been doing the thing that they're going to continue doing yeah to show that they actually like it and they can do it and stick with it well like the biggest loser is a great example we used to get two hundred and fifty thousand applications a oh my god and every time when someone would say if i could just get on the ranch i know i'd be able to lose the weight right because they're thinking like i'll put it in when i get there and we're like nope gone because if you feel that you need to get to the ranch and lose the weight you probably won't lose the weight so you took people that were already on a journey no there's like i'm doing this no matter what i am making this decision it's gonna happen like whether or not i get picked for the show i'm gonna lose weight Uh, those people lose the weight now uh, also like you know the producers of the show at the point when the day-to-day guys could literally look at someone's bio and they would know if they were gonna lose the weight instantly they just got that good right away oh yeah. yeah it was like it's a formula it's a science and that was because there was certain telltale emotional signs that you could see. Like, that person will get skinny. That person will never be skinny, ever. Wow. Yeah, so it was like, it was a tough show to produce from that. Is, yeah, I was going to say, do, do you feel like you exist in a cutthroat world? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I mean, the things I have made people say that they didn't actually say that I put on the air yeah. like keeps me up at B- night. Because reality TV, like uh, yeah. editing and yeah. making storylines and shit. Yeah, of course. I, want, I, wanted, I wanted to thing. ask you about reality TV. It's the only thing we do. There is no version of like, we just let you do it. We like, we take whatever we need you to say and we will chop it up so you say it that way. And you signed the line that said it was okay. Of course it's okay. <laughs> that now, is terrifying. Now, terrifying. most of the times I can get you to say it for real because I know how to ask questions. Yep. Or what's even better is I have the 
producers that are 10 times better at it than I am. And those producers come from like old school talk show days oh where they're God. on Sally, Jesse, Raphael. We need you to hit this And they can make yeah, you yeah. do things you never <laughs> thought you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. And I can get you to say anything if I ask them you know, a question. You know what's crazy? So it's like a... You're like a puppeteer and you're oh. shaping a world and <laughs> literally creating the world right. and you're making your talent. Yes. And what's great <laughs> is I say do that. Do, say and do I whatever do that you want. There, and then it's like, oh, I didn't quite get him to say it the way I wanted. That's okay. In post, we'll just. Facts. And, yeah. and then I just move this word from here and move this. And yep. there are times when we're on set and I'll get it in your ear saying, uh, we need the word um, scandal. And so it's just like, you'll just go through, be like, what's that word? And you just get you to say the word wild. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Put it in. We'll do it where our field oh producers God. are watching yesterday's episode or yesterday's the stuff we shot yesterday. We'll see a scene that's really good, but they say something cheating this. And it was with Dave and not Joe. It's like, oh, if she had just said she was with Dave. Okay. Then we'll go into the next day and get the same girl in the chair and be like, she was with Dave or Joe? No, no, she wasn't with Dave. Or she was with Dave. Until she says, no, she was, you think she was with Dave. Oh, could you just say that? Yeah, you think she was with Dave. Bing! <laughs> oh and she has God. no idea that it's coming from that context. And she to never the last, said yeah. that ever. And then it just goes, it, and then when you edit it saying she was with Dave. And, and I, it's like, oh she may God. never have met Dave or known Dave. It doesn't matter. You know why this is fascinating to me? I think about this all the time. Yeah. Okay, so there's definitely like an evil mastermind that's making all these things happen. And yes. should someone look bad... It's not really anyone in no particular's fault. There is no bad. When we as YouTubers and creators do that to oh, the people man. around us, you're exposed. Well, and they call you're you a sociopath, right away, which is crazy. Your ex-employees <clears throat> make uh, why I left Team Maverick videos. The biggest, the biggest thing that I witnessed when I jumped into this social space was one of the most important things to the TV process, which is people watching r review teams yeah. review. I mean, I, I can tell you right now that outside of this camp, 99.9% .9 of the YouTube community makes a video, cuts a video, puts the video out. There is absolutely 0% review. How would this affect this sensitive group? How would this affect this protected group? The first thing I did when I joined this camp was enact a review team. And when and, did and, you do that? Just after Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> now, by the way, I a was one of the late. first ones on on my podcast, which nobody's ever heard of, of course. Which is great, but which is good. But I was on your team the second that happened. Yeah, yeah. And I just I said that exact thing. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, the guys out there making videos every goddamn day. Like, he's, this is never crossing anybody's mind. And this in the real world is a zero on the scale. It was just like it was so overblown. And like, and I said, like, it, it's not a big deal. It's, it feels like a big deal at the moment because that's the way the moment feels. And I, everybody, I've been there. Everybody's been there. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, it was a non-issue. It was a non-issue. The the polarizing sentiment for that video fascinates <sighs> me. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think it says, I think it says more about, and we tread carefully when yeah, we talk and, about And you said, should, you might as well. Right. <laughs> right. But I think it says more, uh, you're able to get a good idea of the person based on their sentiment about that event. True. Do you know what so I'm saying? True. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just, Who's, it's, who told me they'll, they'll use that as a gauge to, to, was that you? Someone told me that they'll use the person's feelings to, about, uh, about a, Tokyo as a gauge of like what kind of person they are. It probably wasn't me, but mm. I com I completely I, yeah, get I, that. It tells you a lot. It, it, even take away that event, uh, put anything 
about somebody else's life. Like if I see somebody complaining about somebody else's life, that tells me a lot about where that person's yeah, at. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, it's easy yeah. to see. Yeah. So what, it's is, dirty. what is the three minute rule? So the three minute rule is a book I wrote called that it basically says everything about your business product or service has to be conveyed clearly, concisely, and accurately in three minutes or less. In those first three minutes, you have to capture and maintain your audience's attention. You got to illustrate value and you got to create engagement. And if you don't do that, you're losing your audience. The world is hypersensitive right now and no one, no one's going to let you sell them anything. And they just want information. We have an attention span now that is shorter than a goldfish, 8.2 seconds. And it's not because we're dumbed down or that we're like mindless zombies. It's because we focus more intensely and more efficiently than ever. Yep. And if I get your precious attention and I don't give you the information you want right away, bang, you're gone. You're um, off. Dumbass goldfish will stay around for nine seconds. That's fine. But like a person is like, I'm paying attention to you. You better have something that I want. And so all the like neuro linguistic programming or closing techniques that the sales guys have taught you, like it's all crap and none of it works anymore. It's more like, can you get to the point? Can you tell me what it is, how it works? Are you sure about that? Okay. How do we work together? Mm-hmm. Like those yeah. four steps that I take through in the book are basically like how you pitch anything. How is it, how is it different from a, cause it, it, it's actually conversely double to what a general elevator pitch would be. Isn't well, it, isn't it yeah. a general 90 seconds? Is here's the thing, it, but here's the, here's the 60, issue, right? Si- is, I don't know. Here's the problem. Okay. It's like, it's not just about getting your basic idea. Okay. It's about okay. how do you create okay. engagement, right? Like, yep. How do you really pitch and present or inf- influence somebody to do something? So how like do you in like an investor meeting, not, not in like, not in like an elevator with some random fucking person. No, and think about it. Here's the way we taught you how to do an elevator pitch. Yeah. Um, well, Logan, tell you what, I have an investment that will make you 10 times your money by the end of the year. Mm. And you lean in and go, ooh, tell me more, right? Does that sound how you would do that if someone said that to you in an elevator? Yeah, you gotta get there. You'd be like, what yeah. the hell, right? <laughs> because today in the world, if you start with a grand conclusion, like a big promise, people are like, you're fucking crazy. That's right. You're out of your fuck, get exactly. away from get me. Away. Security. Get away. And then, Security. And then I'm trying to explain it to you while you're thinking this in your mind, this guy's an idiot. And that's like the disaster of what's called the state and prove method. And we've been taught that for the last 50 years by ad agencies and everybody. Like, give them something big to pay attention to and then prove it to them. Like, well, guess what? People don't buy into anything you say anymore. Mm-hmm. And what we teach and in the book and, and I do around the country is I teach the inform and lead method, which mm-hmm. is like, I'm going to give you the information and lead you to the conclusion it's what a storyteller does right it's why james cameron can put you in a seat for three hours to watch a movie about a goddamn boat that sinks and you know it sinks right and you're not on your phone and you're not talking to people you're watching the titanic sink and it's because we inform you of the characters we inform you of the story and we lead you to that same conclusion and you can do that in any picture presentation you can use hollywood storytelling to lead your audience so that they come to the same conclusion you want them to did you just mm. did you just three minute rule us on the book right Just a there? little bit, yeah. Oh, wow. I, wow. I was going to ask you to, and then I realized yeah. it was just done to me, and I'm like, sitting here, and awesome. I'm like, yo, how do I order this fucking thing? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and, and then, listen, it, it happened because I was not super happy with TV. TV was like, it's a tough business, right? Like, and you pitch, I, like, yeah, I've sold a ton of shows, but I've had a ton more, 10 times, 50 times more get passed on, right? And one time I was pitching my uncle at the Lux Hotel down here and there's a whole bunch of people in a conference and and it was really tight quarters. And he, and I said like, this is the show that they passed on. And he was like, oh my God, 
that's the best show I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, yes, it was. And then my ego was getting all flooded because he was so excited. And then people were coming around. I had like 15 people around me. And I was pitching all these TV shows that the networks passed on. And they're like, you're the greatest. And I was like, thank God somebody feels like that. And the guy came up to me and he said, hey, can you teach my clients to do what you do? And I was like, I don't know what your clients do. And he's like, can you teach my clients to pitch people and not put them to sleep? I have uh, like institutional investors listening to micro cap and small cap public companies, biotech engineers and oil and gas companies. And it's terrible. I go down to Florida and I watch an oil and gas company present for 22 minutes. It's the worst thing I'd ever seen in my life. What would you rather do? (laughs) Like I would rather eat your arm, right? Like it was just like... It was, it was the worst thing I'd ever seen. And so he begged me to come to LA and work with his thing. I redid his presentation. I didn't think a lot of it. It was not that difficult for me because I just looked at it like a TV show. Well, how would I explain this? Bang, 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 bang. And he left me a voicemail like uh, a couple weeks later and he just said, and he was cr- his voice was cracking, he was getting emotional. And he just said, listen, you changed my life. Like I, I used to dread going on the road to go and sell this stuff. Now I'm so excited to talk to people. My wife thinks you put something in my drink. The stock is way up. Like, (laughs) I'll never forget what you did for me. And I was just like, what the hell, man? No network president had ever said anything like that to me before in my entire life. And as like a caveman, I'm one chromosome from a caveman. I'm like, "Mm, Brent like being important. Brent should do more of this. And so that's where I'm, so then I start working. And by the way, you make money for an investment bank, as Oren would tell you, like, oh my God, did they love you? Because they didn't have to pay me. The client paid me. Of course. And they sold out the stock. They made the offering. So they're like, oh, we have another client. I was like, really? Let me go try that. And it was a a biotech company. You were in. Yeah, type one diabetes anti-rejection therapy. And it's like some... (sighs) Some scientist guy's the CEO and he's got a wing of the Miami hospital named after him and he can't explain what he does to save his life. I could fix that. Yeah. You were going to say, you said, I could fix I, I that could, for I you. I could fix it, man. <laughs> and so once you do that a few times, he's like, oh, and then I got to go into like oxygen and pitch another TV show. Yeah. And it's like, uh, and so when the money stopped being a thing. And it wasn't chasing the dollar anymore. It's like, well, now what am I going to do? You know, like, well, because there's TV money and then there's pharma money, right? And, and then there's invest, and then yeah. there's like investment. And when you get money. to the sort of like the <laughs> like the top echelon of TV money, there's there's only one more step to go. And like, right. I was a long way from getting there again. Like, yeah, yeah. I had to build the company again. It's like I just realized like the timing had changed, and it just like once you get infected with the idea that you can help people and change things, and I would see the same frustration in their faces, like, and it didn't matter if it was a PTA president of my friends, my wife's, she just, they believe in their value of what they have to offer, but they can't make other people understand it. And like, to be able to unlock that for someone is like, ooh, I like this, yes, tell me how great I am again, you know? And then you get on stage in front of a 2,000 people at a conference and they're standing ovation from your speech that you've given 19 times and it's like, you get better every time and, and then they're like coming to sign books for you and it's like, hmm, like, I think I'm going to do this more. Yeah. And so I, I sold the book and that went well. And, and that's now, the first, that's the, your only oh, book yeah. there now, right? Oh yeah. Like I quit TV and just like bang, sold the book. And then just like, I'm out of here, bitches. I'm, and that was I'm, it. I'm in the book process right now. Yeah. I got, oh, it's, it's, it's fucking insane. I got a book is. coming out March 1st. That's, that's, I'll tell the you the exact worst. opposite spectrum. I'll but. tell you the worst. And I wouldn't tell a lot of people this, but the promotion is really rough because you got to ask yeah favors from everybody. Fa- okay. Yeah, that and makes that sense. Is, is really hard to do. Want to know who it's a little bit easier for? Yeah. <laughs> people like us. <laughs> you know what? We, cause you'll see it's, it's harder than you think because the people that you get on your list right now, you don't want, you want people you can't get to. 
And that's what happened to me. And it's just like, you're going to find people that you thought you could get to that don't give you the time of day. I got people who did a lot for me that I can't get on their show. And it's just like, oh man. Oh, like, you mean going on shows? Yeah, I was like just talking about, it, I was just talking mean? about like digital promotion and I have a, I have a bit of a cheat on yeah, it just gonna, because, yeah. because my book is about a, a really personal battle. Yeah. And so when you say no to promoting my book, you've just said no to me I get as it. a human. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. you're basically just saying, I don't care about your, but here's what happens. Like <laughs> you want to get on the today show or you want to get on right. Kelly and Ryan. That's and tricky. It's just like, I want to get on the view. Yo, and like Mike on the, today I think it's going to happen. I see oh it. I just God. kind of had it's, a vision. It's cause of the topic though. It's the topic is the opiate epidemic. Yeah. And so it's yeah, like, so it's, by it's the way, a big you, fucking You might've caught that at the perfect time. Everything works. Right. Right? As and like, weird as that is to say. And I have a lot of friends in the TV business and like I worked with Whoopi Goldberg for years and did a lot of stuff and yeah. I was like, I can't get on The View because they're all <laughs> doing political stuff right, right now. Right, right, right. And so when you ask somebody that and I have, I have a couple other people that like I thought would say yes and they're just like, no man, sorry I can't. And you're just like, wow. Ugh. it just tears your heart out. <laughs> but I just did like, all these favors for you for so you just long. Feel like, you just feel like you're groveling for stuff again yeah, and that's just, yeah. for me, I found that difficult to do, you know? But so, you did it. Now yeah, because gone. I'm like, I'm getting on Logan show. I want that. I like that, dude. I got to get on that show. And I told my, I told my publicist, I was like, listen, get me on that show. I like that dude. And I would have, like, I would have pulled other strings. I was going to have Amanda and Batch come all at you nice. heavy if uh, I had to. What's your relationship with Batch? So we did, he did my podcast before. Okay. We worked together a lot. Um, his movie stuff, because McGee's company and I are really close. And he's been to my house a couple of times. We have lots of fun. We're cool. cool. We're cool. He's my cool guy. <laughs> um, and same with the madness. They came out too. So I, I've been around that and I looked to cast him and stuff too. But now, you know, he's a pretty big movie star coming yeah, up. Yeah, so yeah, God yeah, damn. Sure. That's, that's a man with talent. That man. dude is blowing oh up God. right on the edge. Um, I was going to say, what is your, what? You do you do like ten things? Yeah, too many. Uh, like, are you, are you an author? Are you still involved in TV at all? Are you uh, like a business coach? Yeah. yeah. So that I do TV a little bit. Okay. Because I don't run a company anymore. I don't do it as a full time business. If I have a great idea, or you have a great idea, and connect you to somebody, like I like that side. Okay. I'll direct a movie once a year, kind of thing. Really? I like, yeah, I like directing, so I'll do that. I had a couple movies do really well that I directed. That was fun in the documentary space. Would I, would I know any? Uh, yeah, that's a loaded question. We watch some, we watch some docs. Say, I'll tell you the title, then you say, yes, you heard it. Okay. okay. It's like, it was called Why I'm Not on Facebook. And it was amazing. Literally one of the best docs I've ever was, seen. Yeah, it was good. I love these guys. I love these guys. Professional. Tell guys. us what we can't be in showbiz. Come on. <laughs> and then we'll say anything you want. Just put us on the TV. And then I did a follow-up called Why I'm Not on Pokemon Go that I did as a short. Wait, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, dive dive in on this yeah. one. So the why I'm not on Facebook, I hated Facebook, wasn't on social media. I was going to direct a, a documentary. I decided to do it on my hatred of Facebook. And my theory was Facebook is evil and it's all bad. And then as I got into it, I realized like, okay, well, if I hate it so much, the problem is either me or the problem is Facebook. And so I'd go in to prove that it's like, aha, Facebook can cost you your job. But it's like uh, the number one job recruiting site in the Shit. world is Facebook. Damn it. Facebook can cost uh, you your relationship. Oh, my cousin got married because, because of so of much. Facebook, yeah. And then eventually you realize like, wait a second, this could be a me thing. And so... I okay. did this thing with Dr. Okay. Drew and it turns out it was a me thing. Like we were actually more yeah, concerned right. with Pokemon yeah, Go. Say, yeah, so then so then I did so that was that movie. Did really, really like really well as a doc. So then I did a follow-up because why I'm not on Pokemon Go. I caught my daughter sleep sneaking out of the house in the middle of the night, yeah, yeah, freaking yeah. out, and she's like going to hatch eggs on Pokemon Go. Gotta, gotta that was what, wait, wait, hold on. She was ha she was hatching eggs. Yeah. She wasn't trying to catch any Pokemon in particular. No, she had to go walking. Yeah, to, to hatch walk the to hatch the egg. egg. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I was just like, wow. okay, this is too weird, right? So I did the same format as the Facebook movies like okay so there's either i don't understand the idea but people love it so it may not be that it's dumb it may be that i'm not thinking about it right like maybe i'm the dumbass 
So <laughs> I spent time figuring out Pokemon Go. I did a bunch of funny clips and stuff. You guys might not think they're funny, but the regular people thought yeah. they were funny. <laughs> and uh, and so it ended up finding out that, hey, you know what? If she likes Pokemon Go, I'm going to start liking Pokemon Go because it connected us. And if you have a 14-year-old daughter, a 13-year-old daughter at the time, like finding something to connect with your 13-year-old oh, yeah, was right. amazing. And yeah. so it was a huge thing. So I did it as a digital short, won a shit ton of awards. Wow. And oh, all that cool. kind of stuff. So that was fun. So I liked that process. And that's how I spun the the podcast, right? But, but you're not making a lot of money off of those films, are oh, you? Oh, no. No, no. You just do them for fun? Like I just do, like yeah, I just do them for fun because I like it. And passion, passion projects. Yeah. And, and listen, it's just part of the brand, right? And it's just sort of built. And like, then I did the podcast from that, which was each week I was going to take a new topic that I didn't quite understand that people loved. And then I got into it and I did cool. a bunch of the YouTube guys. What's, that, that, what's that called? It's called Why I'm Not with Brant Pinvidic. Oh, yes. okay. Okay. Nice. But the problem was, is then like I was telling you earlier, like then you put us, I put Rob Lowe on. As a celebrity, it's like all of a sudden the views go way up on my yeah. podcast. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And that's when I had Batch come out and do it. And like, next thing you know, it's like, uh, why well, should get Amanda on? Because she'll get lots of Facts. views. And it's just like, it turned into sort of like some hybrid celebrity chat show that's like, basically you get that stuff anywhere. So yeah. it stopped being like super fun for me. But we, it hit a million downloads. Yeah, so I was like, we, cool. So it's just weird. It's a hard business, right? We, we wrestle with that a little bit. We were just talking about it between providing value yeah like actual value and entertainment so that's a balance in itself but also a balance in that we know that if we have austin mcbroom on or like tana or summer ray these podcasts are going to get a, a shit yeah. lot of views but when we have um brand pinvidic it's like exactly <laughs> no you know no no I mean? or like or like peter crone like yeah, prob yeah, probably yeah. one of the most valuable value-based episodes, yeah. valuable episodes ever yeah. like you will until leave it now. a better person Facts. until this episode obviously That's right. thank you uh, <laughs> But yeah, unfortunately, yeah. you know, not it's as a, many, it's not, a, not it's as many people care about the things that they should care yeah. about. Yeah. But, but I think the right people do. You yeah. know, you hit the, you hit, you do hit the valuable. Well, you know, and I, and I think I think we've obviously found the balance for yeah, it. You know, exactly. we found that you know every three episodes we do a value base, and and mm -hmm. all, my my personal favorite, and I think I speak for everybody here on the on the set. Our favorite episodes are actually the ones with no guests. Right, just we the boys. sit down, do just the thing. boys, yeah. and we go crazy. And people probably love them. They love them. Well, and I do now. I'm doing this new podcast with this investment bank that hired me to do it, and I'm basically interviewing iconic business leaders. Oh, nice. from all different businesses that have had huge ideas that have revolutionized that their industry. Oh, that's cool. And so it's like, okay, now that I'm interested in doing because I get to go talk to really cool people and talk about really cool stuff. And have you done what have you done so far? So like, probably my favorite was Kathy Ireland. Ooh. So it's like former supermodel. What's going on? Billion what? dollar a year, like two and a half billion dollar a year company, top top ten licensing companies for the last twenty five years. Is her model still working? Like, to, 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 yes. so she's a she's, she's crushing a it. Direct response conversion no, engine no no what, no, what she, she does she's a licensing machine right okay so she finds a product that could do pretty well yep. she puts the licensing around it That's and then goes what, right and then goes quadruples their distribution and takes a fee on everything the small organization doesn't have to manufacture stuff i mean it's i mean she just crushes yeah, she's one of the yeah. most Brand successful licensing yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's just so she's big and i did um i did christy hefner so oh, Hugh Hefner's nice, daughter, nice, who yeah. ran Playboy as at a pub, as a public company for 25 years, the longest running female CEO in public company history. She does uh, uh, wow. so. She does social, a lot of yeah. social media, and she shit, was just right? like, mm -hmm. she's just a badass female CEO, and you're just like, God damn, that was cool. And you might think the reason she got to be the president of Playboy is because she was Hugh Hefner's daughter. And then after you hear the interview, you realize like, whoa, she was the only person to hire for that gig because wow. she's just that badass. So it's that kind of stuff I re that I really like. So I'll do some more of that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And and like yeah, the touring around and meeting with companies and speaking to companies and consulting and stuff like that. It's just it's fun. It's pretty lucrative. But I'm just in the mode where I just want to have fun. And I was saying when I was touring your guys' compound here, it's like, oh my God, you're the single version of me. Like this is <laughs> this is my life if I didn't get married and have kids at 21 years old. Are right? like, you wait what? Yeah, 21. You got, you got married at 21. 21 years old. Yeah. You had kids at 21 as well. I had, Kids at 26. Are wow. you still with the... Yeah, 25 years. Congrats. Oh yeah, baby. Congrats. Yeah. Yo, how are you still cool? Um, I mean, listen, I, I work really hard to, to make it feel like I'm cool. Like, this is a lot of work to make you think I might be cool. Yeah. <laughs> It'll all crumble good, at any moment. You're doing Whoa. a good job, yeah. dude. But like, you know, like your your compound here, the fun zone here that this is, like this is exactly what my house is, but just like a little bit of an older, nerdier... Sort yeah. of married dude. Yeah, I'll get I'll get that. It also day. it also depends on what wing of the house you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, true. we got some we got a we got a kid in this room right now that goes to sleep at 8 30 p.m. Yeah. I shit you not. The yeah. kid 8 30 p.m. I won't call him out. It's the videographer. His name's Andre. <laughs> and he goes to bed around 8 30 p.m. And if he's up at like 10, he yeah. is cranky. But he I do is cranky. <laughs> you know, listen, you, you do well, you get into a position, and now I run a travel and adventure club. Where Bro, I, don't, I just don't understand. It's so great. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, by the way, and that's a bad <laughs> well, when does it like, are, are you launching rockets next? Yeah, yeah what's like, like, Are you going to be in Do, space Is, is your biggest uh, motivator or driver of what you do in your oh, life boy, right now yeah. what makes you have fun? Joy. That's Amazing. the number Amazing. one driver of my life. Yeah, that's a you great remember, position I, to be in. I got yeah. married at 21. I was an entrepreneur since I was 18. I struggled. I struggled. I struggled. I made it. I made it big. And now it's like all that I miss doing what you do like now with the fun and the girls and the people and the call, like all the stuff you do here as just you, like the, you're your own person. I never had that. Right. Mm -hmm. I had kids. I had a wife. I was trying to pay a mortgage. I was trying to struggle and nobody believed in me. And it's like, then it worked. And so then I was just trying to get as much as possible and get my squirrel, grab it as many nuts as he can. And, like, yeah. and then I finally got to the point where it's like, okay, like I, I'm not going to get private jet money. Like, and, but I have every other toy. And so it's like, well, what's next? Like private jet money is way the hell up here. Yeah. And like everything I have is the same now. Like a bigger house is not going to have more rooms. Like, yeah, yeah I got yeah. a theater. Like, what am I going to, like, yeah. what am I doing? Yeah. That's and so a then great, it's like, you know what? Great. I only do what brings me joy. And that's what I found was I don't have this. I don't have a group of friends that I could just go grab my like, jet ski and go jet skiing. Right. <laughs> And so I just like, if I don't create this, I'm never going to do it. So mm -hmm. I just started creating invites and inviting people to come do crazy stuff. And then it turned from 10 people that wanted to go to 50 to 500. Now it's, tw I have a club of 1200 people. The adventure club. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I, I want to do adventure. Can and you? so you do, well, you know, you know, batch came on my jet skiing to Catalina one, right? What's, is there a website? Really? Yeah. It's called rejectaverage.com. Y'all, 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 Average. Average. Reject average. Yeah. We should jet yeah. ski to Hawaii. We went to Catalina and back. Seems, yeah, See, it's the, it's yeah. average if and you don't. Came. Nolan Gould came. Like a lot of guys come on that. Uh, that's me. That's it. Travel and adventure. Oh, wow. Club. You can do all that stuff, huh? We do all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. And it's crazy. You want to hear the greatest batch story ever on this? Oh, it's a huge muskie. Yeah. So we do all this kind of crazy what crap. What the fuck, bro? Yeah. Why are we doing this shit? Listen, man, you're hard to get to, buddy. You know what I mean? I had to write a goddamn book. Become semi sort of micro famous to just to get on this damn show. If you're watching this podcast and you or somebody you roll with wants to be on this show, you need to find a mysterious man by the name okay. of Dylan. He's the only one <laughs> that can only make, it one that can for make you. access for you. And I'm not giving you any of his info. You got to find it your fucking yeah, self. <laughs> I want to do this. Yeah. Yeah, take, us, cool. take us some more fun. I, I got a lot of things. We've done, do we done really fun stuff. We, like, we did an exotic car rally. 
up the coast of Monterey. We did Ooh. 10 exotic cars and we swapped cars every hour, which is oh, pretty fun. We just did five days Guadalupe diving with great white sharks. Is that what that's this dope. is? Yeah, that Look was a that. Great white shark thing. Yeah. That's a big old big shark. Great white. That was me filming that right there with my wow. GoPro. Wait, that's you? That's me filming that. It's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. No, that's. <laughs> this oh, okay. You were filming. I thought that was you actually you. You an aquatic yeah. creature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a great Hey, you drink, do party, or you. Uh... Dude, I'm kind of out of that mode. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get up. And, like, Holy I owned shit, a bar for a years. Shark. So, like, once you own a bar for years and you see drunken morons, it really, like, puts it in perspective. When did you shut it down? What, not the bar, but the partying. I mean, I'm probably 10 years ago. Like, when the kids get a little older and they can watch that and they can see you, like, I don't want to bring that <laughs> Oh, uh, I want my kids to see me yeah. fucking they're like, hammered. They're like, Dad, so, why are you eating my baby that. food? I tell you, I tell That's you fucking funny. weird. So King Batch comes on this jet ski adventure, right? It's the first time I met him. And we jet ski all the way to Catalina Island. And part of the thing is you swim through this cave and then you go up on this rock, big rock, and you do a cliff dive, right? And if the tide's high, the cliff tide's probably 15 feet. A little bit scary. When the tide's low, it's like, could be 30 feet. Really scary. And it was low that day. So he gets up to the edge of the thing, right? And he's kind of like, oh, 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 I don't know. And he's like, oh. And he's like crawling like he doesn't want to get to the edge. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because I'm like guiding everybody over, you yeah. know? And, the, and I was like, oh, dude, like, you don't have to do this. Like, it's just fine. Oh. And then like, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, God, man. I'm like, Batches can you even awesome. swing? Like, can you swim? Like, I mean, I don't want to be stereotyped, but like, yeah. you're okay, right? Because you got to throw your life jacket in first. You can't oh, die with a life jacket. So I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to go so bad. And he's nervous. And he walks right up to the edge and he's like and he flips around bang and does a full oh, backflip on oh, the thing full backflip that's the 30 so foot backflip for him. so he was just playing with you bro he was totally he was totally yeah it was what a badass and then you would have loved this so there's about 15 of us we get to Catalina Island I'm taking place where we're gonna have lunch and people see him and they lose their minds right oh my god I get it and so I have a bunch of nerdy executives that's what my club is full of a lot of these guys that don't do anything normally and they come up for this kind of stuff and they're like, what's going on here? I don't <laughs> understand. Like, and he goes to me, he's like, are you famous or something? Oh my God, that yeah. is my least favorite yeah. question ever. Oh Some girl asked me this at Hyde yesterday. She goes, she comes up to me and leaves me. She goes, I saw this. She goes, wait, who are you? I go, uh, Logan. She goes, wait, are you famous or something? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, even with the eyebrows? She hits yeah. me with those wait, eyebrows? Bro, they judge me for uh, their question. They go, they go, Wait, are you famous or something? It looks and like then I'm like, yeah. Oh my fart. god, it's so great. I don't I mean, I don't fucking know. It's I'm dancing. Yeah. <laughs> and he, by the way, he handled it so cool. He's like, ah, just with the kids and stuff, no big deal. And I was like, dude, you have no idea. Like, but, I was bugging my body. I was like, you, you look like a total fool. Like, damn. Great. Yeah, Going on your tour though, yeah. and and having that scenario happen is actually super valuable for the influencer because yeah. when anytime you can make business leaders or investment oh, firm man. leaders say, yes. wow, that kid can make an emotion happen or yes. make someone buy something, doing, 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 the yeah. money starts like everybody wants to be Logan's friend. Yeah. Like, yo, how can we use this kid to and blow up And that happens quite a bit. Like, yeah. um, but, but what's great is like I get to pick because it's not, I run it through my nonprofit, right? right so right, it's right. like the, the Avengers don't cost very much. I get to pick who goes. So it's like I take 12 people here or five people there or we go up, you Dude, know, that's awesome. snowmobiling. And it's like I only do it because I just want to have fun. It was like, what would I have done if I was 24 years old and I had this kind of money? Like this mm -hmm. is the kind of shit I would have done every day. I would have just gone. So I do like three adventures a month. Holy and I'll just shit. pick stuff and go, you know, and it's just like, but I three produce a month? it. Yeah, I produce it like a TV show. Like Yo, I produce how are you, the how adventure. How are you making money right now? Currently, yeah. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Yeah. Is it? Is it? Yeah. He's like, I've been asking him the same question. No. I want to hear this answer. Listen, there's a, there's a couple of pieces. One, I get paid real well to consult. 
Like when you, if okay. your company wants to become in, I, I charge a lot. Dude, of money. consulting money is yeah. so good, yeah. dude. If you and ever find a way to find to dig a hole into the consulting dude. world, it is mind blowing yeah. how much money you can make off fucking consulting. And I get paid quite a bit to come speak at a convention or whatever. Okay. I get paid, so that works out pretty well. And like, I don't want to seem like I'm trying to figure out how to say this without being a dick, but like, <laughs> it's hard to get out of the way of money. If you have skill and you have ability, and it's Facts. not part, like it's you can't go very far without it whacking you in the face, yeah, right? Like. Yeah. You, I mean, think about it. Like, when you, once you started making money, it doesn't matter what happens. You're still making money. It's a and you change what you do a little bit. You change this, and it's like, yeah, I made a ton of money when I was doing TV, and now I've like, I'm not even sure if I made it as much. I didn't make as much as I did last year. I do agree. Now, I do agree. I think it's like a. I think it's formulaic. Like it's a code you could crack yeah. for sure. Well, it's, it's just like his, it's just like the people well, who work all, hard and have skill and see opportunity and can deliver like. You may not make the same amount of money that you did something else, but it's like it's it's there, right? And right now, it's just it's not a driver of what I do because again, I'm never getting a private jet money in my mind, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. You're I'm selling not, yourself short. Nothing I do now is going to affect my sort of the money I have. Like it's you know I'm fine. So you, it's just like I'm more concerned with like what is joy? Like how do I get joy? Because I I don't I donated 20 years of my life to make money and sacrifice joy. Uh, so it's like what should what do you think and I should put 5 more years in yeah. and then go have fun? Uh, 8 years more? Like how many more years before I actually say okay, now I've I put in, now I'm going to take it out. Like yeah. and I said this to my wife. I was like, "Listen, I'd rather spend all of our money over the next 25 years and then when I'm 70 years old, like have to find some job as a Walmart greeter. Like I'd rather do that. Oh, than you'd put be in, a great Walmart greeter. Oh, hell yeah. Holy yeah you'd be late. But I don't want to spend five more years grinding it out for money that I'm not even spending. Yeah, like, that's what is the you, point? You, you, you may be wired though, like innately given that what you do in that you're so used to rejection, rejection and innovation and in, in pitching shows. <laughs> yeah. Where like you, you have to, Come up with something that works. Yeah. Like, or, or you're when you were in the TV business or like you fail or you fail. Yeah. So, I've been kicked so, in the nuts so, so many times. So, I'm, I'm okay with it. So when you don't, if something isn't making money or you want to find a new way to make money, it, you're wired in a way that like you can just do that yeah. because you're used to um, going from A to B to C to D. Yeah. And when I met and did the book, I was like, if I never make another penny. Like if I never make any more money, like I'm okay. I, like if it never gets better than this, this is fine. I got real estate stuff. Like yep. it's, I'm not going to go broke no matter what I do. Yeah. And you know that. And by the way, the, the, the thing and I wanted to say, figure it you, out. Yeah. You just figure it out. If it's always on your brain, it's all you think of yeah. then it consumes time. And it's like, I decided to take a year and see if I could live like that. Like, I don't care what I spend. I'm just going to do my thing and not think about it. And it was the greatest year of my oh, life. Sure. I wrote the book. I went on all these adventures, had fun. It's like, okay. I'll try one more year like that. And if I get to the point where it's like, ooh, I think I need to go make some money, like it, it'll happen. It's fine. Mm -mm. It's It seems to be working well. I just want to have fun all the time. Yep. That's what mm -hmm. I want to do as much as yep. I can. Yep. 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 And we'll see if I get tired of that, I'll figure something yeah, else that's out. A, that's that, a good but, life. Yeah. Fun, yeah. fun is, that's the thing. Fun, fun is, is fun. fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like, oh, that's saying, it it is. Is. there's no it's fucking fun. And by the way, like, you're trading that, right? Like right now in your world, like you have access to like, funds you could do anything you want you're super physically fit you don't have any anchors not that my kids are anchors but anchors <laughs> and like a wife and a kids like you could literally spend every single day trying to figure out how to cram more and more joy into your life but you work and you work your ass off yeah. and you train for a fight and you dedicate months of that yeah so it's like you are making trade-offs every day and it's right in front of you like i've been i did a tour of your place like this is a fun zone and you spent how many hours today working right 
<laughs> like a lot. All, the answer's all. All of them. So it's like, <laughs> you're making this, work, this trade. I know you it it is. So, so it I was going to ask you, it's work, but I really do enjoy what of I course. do. So yeah. it doesn't feel like I work. Can you imagine if and it started to feel like you worked? I, 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 I attempt to stay away from anything that makes me feel like that. It's kind yeah. of my rule. If I feel right. like it, sometimes I will put in like the work. Yes. But like even boxing training, I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. I really enjoy being regimented, even though it's, mm -hmm. I'm putting my body through hell. It's fun for me. So I, do you feel like that with the things when, when you're consulting or work? Is it, does that bring joy to you? Or yes. is it literally only a travel adventure? It course? does because it, it's different every time. It's new companies. But I, I do find sometimes like I'll take a gig and it's like, I'm not, I'm not winning anything here. I'm just helping these people say their crappy message a little bit better. And I've actually worked with companies where I'm working on their investor presentations and, and their thing for a public company. I'm like, shit, I'm going to go home and short your stock. Like I'm trying to help you tell a better story, but your story sucks. Your, your company's not good and your stock is going to go down over the next six months. So like, I'm going to go short it when I get home, but they're paying me to help them. So I don't do any of that anymore. Cause that's, you're like not work. eating on both sides. No. And, and again, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a dick, but like, <laughs> it's hard. Like, I like that uh, preface. Uh, like a, a, the softest way to say it is a big, big deal for huge money is just as much work as a little tiny deal for a little bit of money. Mm. And mm. when you start realizing it's like, oh my God, like reading a copy for an ad of a company is going to pay you almost nothing or a huge mega sponsor, mm. same read, same stuff, mm. same work. It's just like, okay, well, what if I only did big company stuff? Yeah, what yeah. if I work with people that could bring me like big monster oh, stuff? Like, no to people's that's time. right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so I got to learn to do that better because I just want to help people. And like when people email me and say, like, can you help me with my pitch? My instinct is like, yes. Oh, God, you're going to think I can be important to somebody again. Like that's the narcissist in me with mixed with this healthy, like this unhealthy sort of insecurity that I have, like causes me to like help people for free all the time because I want to be important and they can say nice things about me. So <laughs> it's a, it's a, I love that you're that self-aware. It's a, it's a <laughs> complex for sure. You're like I help people because it makes me feel fucking good. Yeah. Not because I want to help those. That's pretty, well, that's, that's pretty well the driver right there. That's what happens all the time. So it's kind of crazy. Have you, have you gotten good at and comfortable with saying no? Nope. Well, hey, that wasn't bad. Wow, um, nope. No, I can't. I'm, I'm miserable. And that's why I don't like, that's why I don't run companies anymore because I was bad with employees. If you worked right for me, like right beside me, then yeah, you are cool. But anybody else was like, it was a disaster. Cause I just can't, I can't displease people. Mm. Like, what if you don't like me? Like, it's a disaster. Mm. Like, so, and I just can't do things and saying no to people. And like, that just doesn't work for me. And so I try to keep myself out of that situation as much as possible. And uh, it ain't easy, but it's just, I, I'm, I'd rather do things that I probably should have done, like charged more, or I probably should have done. And I still had fun rather than go through the pain internally of saying no to somebody. But like, again, I'm at a point where I can afford to, to make mistakes and do that. Cause it's yeah. not ruining my career anymore. Yeah. I, I also have a problem with that. It's rough, right? Yeah. Like, I, 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 that's why he's here. Yeah. I'm well, and having uh, that third person that you can always deflect to is is good. But is then, that, is that your guy or do oh, you, dude? Do you nobody have a, says that's no. Your like Aaron that's your mic. That's your mic. That's your mic. Nice. I, I like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking like me? Say it to my face. Dude, you fucking like me? I have called Oren with a deal. Like somebody calls me and asks me to do something big, and I'm like. I, you know, I'll get off the phone. I'm like, I have no idea how to price that. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be. I'll call Oren and he'll be like, you don't want to do that. Here's why you don't want to do that. You're not going to do that. That's ridiculous. That's so much work. And I was I like, oh my God, he's right. And I was telling these people yes before I even thought about it. You know, mm. have He's, you ever, have he's you saved ever my said ass. to him, 
my uh, ability to help you is dependent on your ability to listen to my advice? Yeah. Well, here's what I said. I go, Brant, tell me who told you to say that. So seriously, give me their number. Call them. Tell them never to talk to you again. So wait, he's so what you're saying is he's me mixed with Dylan, basically, because that's what it seems like. He's me mixed with Dylan. A really excited no. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. You know, and that's it's important to have mentors in that space. Now, what's what's hard for you is like. Who mentors you on this stuff? Like honestly, my friend, it's my what I mean. Friend. It's not easy. Yeah, it though, is right? one of my. Yeah, it's tough. It's one of my. Uh, I don't want to say regrets, but it's one of my deepest wishes in life. I wish. I I, I love paving the way and being the trailblazer and yeah. like cr- literally drawing the bl- the bl- blueprint. But also, yeah, there's no one. There's no one here to mentor me. I'm yeah. I'm figuring the shit out every day. And I that's tough. A little more. It's well, it's tough because it can it's led to my downfall a lot of times just cause I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm in the midst of growing up and I've always, uh, had a tendency to mature a little slower than my peers and also trying to take over an industry. Yeah. And, and, and you're doing so both hard. at the same time. And, and by the way, it's, I'm not insulated by, uh, a team of producers who uh, who don't know or when the or audience time know. yeah you don't have time yeah. you put your shit out on there now and you get feedback right this moment the decisions you make right now I was gonna, affect you I was gonna ask which about is this. so crazy it's it, nuts it, but it's all I know and by the way I love it because because bro my attention span you said the average is eight seconds mine's probably two to three seconds I know like legit so I'm. I'm obsessed with the instant gratification that is social media. I don't know if it's super healthy, but how do you have how do you have the patience for Hollywood? I because you 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 talk fast. I'm sure you think yeah. fast. I'm sure you, I, I bet I you don't. fucking walk fast, bro. I do. I bet you walk fast. Yeah, it's my boy. I bet you fill up your gas tank fast, yeah. <laughs> faster than the average. But so um, how do you have patience for Hollywood? I don't. I had patience for Hollywood when it was my job and it was torture because mm. what happens is in Hollywood, anybody could get that job. You have to be nice to everybody. That's why the let's do lunch happened, right? Is <laughs> because you have to, you don't know when that person's getting this job or that job or when they can do you a favor, when they can introduce you to somebody. And so you have to put up with stuff that you would never put up with happening in your real life. And that used to make me crazy mm-hmm. because it's just not the way I was brought up. It's not the way I understood relationships or life. And it's just like, I had a network executive who ran a big, big, big network and you'd go in and pitch him a show and he would be all excited about it. Yo, I love that. It's such a great idea. Oh, it's amazing. And you'd leave there all excited. And then you tell your bosses or your friends or your agents, Oh my God, this is good. We're going to have this happen at ABC. Yep, yep. And uh, cause I, I want to put him on blast without saying his name. So, and, Oh, ABC is <laughs> going to do this. Right. And then you know, you'd wait to call and you'd call me like, Hey, did you, did you pitch it up? And he, did it, and he wouldn't answer oh. and he wouldn't call you back. And then the ghosted. agent would call and you would be ghosted. Yo, yo, but, but he's a dude who may also have a problem saying no. I get it. Like we, like some people, I get it. But then I, what happens I, I'm is you're kind of guilty of that. Okay. Dude. Like, <laughs> so then so, the agent saying, Hey man, we're just going to assume it's a pass. Cause I can't get him on the phone. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, what the hell? <laughs> and then you have another pitch on the books. And you got to go up there six weeks later and you walk into the room. Hey, oh, hey, how you doing, man? Good to see you again. Oh, what's going on? Oh, yeah. And you do the same damn routine again. Of course. And and it's like, then you just pretend it doesn't happen. Or you see him at the real screen party. Oh, hey, what's up, man? And then someone asks, oh, yeah, we're buddies. And it's like, if this was real life and you ghosted me, we'd be 
done. And yeah. do you not yeah. talk about it? Like, do you just skip that it happened? Or you, do you, of do course you, you skip that it happened. Because okay, you need that relationship. You, you need, need that relationship. Yeah. Because, and what's crazy is in your, in your messed up brain, you think that for some reason, if he kind of thinks you're still buddies, he's going to buy a show from you that he wouldn't have bought normally, <laughs> which is such trash. <laughs> because I have friends who have been the presidents of networks, and they didn't buy shows from me. Right. They can't buy shows that aren't good, good enough to make it. Yeah. There's 57 people that have to sign off. But for some reason, we feel like, oh, I got to kiss everybody's ass all the time. Just in case that moment comes, so my pucker is ready. What if yeah. you've kissed? Ugh. What if you've kissed all fifty-seven asses? It's though? what you do. <laughs> that is, by the way, that's how the business. Because, works. because in this world, if you didn't kiss one of the asses, or by the way, you yes. pissed one of the asses off, you're you'll get to fifty-six, ass. and your show's dead. Right? Because fifty-seven said, "Fuck that it, guy." It basically, yeah. it just creates the scale, right? Like, how good does your show have to be to get through the? the list and yeah, move. Yeah, yeah. And so if everything's even, everybody's here. If you have great relationships and you know everybody, you lower the bar eh, a little bit. Yeah. If you piss off certain people, oh, the bar gets higher. And it, when you're a game of inches and you're talking about millions and millions of dollars, right? The biggest loser is multi-billion dollar franchise, right? Bar rescues, half a billion dollars probably our company made on that. Like they pay for my house. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, my yeah. car is a bar rescue car. Like, so you're talking about major, major life-changing moments based on one yes or no. And for me, when I started my own company, I had a big show at Sci-Fi, and we were about to go into production. We've been working on it for a year, getting ready to go. Everything was good. We we're so excited. Get a call from a, one of my executive friends who just said, hey, man, show's dead. We're killing it. Finance came in. They don't want doing big competition shows. Killed it right there, one phone call. So I went in my company. That's a $6 million piece of business that show i went from being two million dollars over projections for the year so you know the studio's all excited everybody's dancing in the streets right to four million under in september okay there's no making that up by the end of the year it doesn't exist so instead of being the hero it's like you instantly feel like the goat and when i was running my own company completely on my own i realized like every single phone call was like that like if the buyer at oxygen or at nbc said yes we want to develop it oh i'm happy if they said no we're passing I'm like oh i'm sad and then as you go through that you're like what am i doing this it's for like it's exhausting yeah, that's a, that's and, and i'm not even yeah. spending the money yeah. like i'm just putting it away like for when like years later when i'm too increpid to work i'm gonna need this extra yeah. like when what am like, i doing when you're 322 yeah, like, years old why am i going through this yeah. right and it was just like i was like forget it i'm done with this and so that was it i just didn't want to give somebody else that kind of control over me and it's probably like what you went through in your early days on youtube like one person would make a nasty comment on your video and it would like ruin your day and it's like at first it's hard to deal first, with right yeah. and it's and like you gotta get over it you gotta get over it because to be honest with you like no, no. I always say people that comment negatively, right? They're they're commenting negatively about themselves. Well, it has nothing. Imagine, to do, it has nothing to do with the content. They're trying okay. to get a rise. They're trying to make up for the fact that they have a little dick. Like it's always well, some fucking thing. Let's dude, imagine you know? that every negative comment you got cut your revenue in half. <laughs> and if you got enough negative comments, you got no money from that video. <laughs> Suck That'd be ass. a problem. That'd be a. That's That'd be a by problem. the way, that's TV. Every time you go out, you get a negative comment. No revenue. Get negative comment, no revenue. Keep going till you get one. And then you get one in the air, you're so excited. Oh, you didn't get season two. Sorry, no more revenue. So, oh, you hired all these people to produce the show? Guess what? Go fire them all because we're not doing season two. So digital technically Ugh. democratized yeah. the world. I yeah. mean, at the end of the that's the story at the end of the day. You yeah. know, it made it made it so there aren't these massive pitfalls unless you have a, a massive pitfall, that's of course. Right. But for the most part, they're little, you know, bleeps and you can get past things yeah. and you can move on. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
What uh, I'm I'm just curious. Did you have a show that you thought was phenomenal, a great idea, and it did not get picked up? And oh maybe, maybe to this day, you still think it, it had a place in, on TV? I mean, I've had so many of those. It was crazy. Like, so many shows that I'm like, oh, my God, that was the greatest show. Like, it happens all can, can you, can you, the time. Can you say one of them? Or is it like, is it protected IP or something? No, I don't care about the protected IP anymore. I just got to pick one that I was like, that was one of my favorite shows of all time. So I did one with Michael Strahan called Power to the People, CBS, that okay. should have gone on. And it was like, hey, humanity can do amazing things when we work together. Yep. Imagine if I gave you, Logan Paul, a thousand people in your driveway to go command. What Ooh. could you build? What could you do? That's awesome. Ooh. Yeah. You can, fix awesome. A, you can fix the education system yeah. with that many Not people. Not on the air. Okay, <laughs> yeah. here's another one. You ready? Remote <laughs> chef. Okay, you can't cook to save your life. I'm nope. going to make you cook the hardest five-star meal you've ever tried in your entire life. But don't worry, because Bobby Flay is in your ear, and he's got your eyes. Oh, and he's talking you through cooking this amazing thing. That's right? cool, that too. I know. That went on air with family. The mother in the ear. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. It went he's like, I know show. all about know that, all that shit. Went. Do you think some of this is shut down because of, like, other people's interests? No, it or? just, it, things just don't work out. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. You know, like, I family business shows. I've had literally hundreds of them like that where you're like oh my god that was the greatest show ever there's so many factors i mean we talk about yeah. it here sitting on the podcast that like the, the network's just like i don't really like that idea that's never the case the network's overspent on this okay. show so now they can't afford that one this or the network called, it, this is a pro one i did with mark cuban it's called the white room guess what you, everybody learns things on youtube now right that's yeah. how we learn things i lock you in a box for 72 hours nice. giving you one thing to learn you got locked in this box and you spend all your time in this white room learning this thing when you open the box you're on stage and you walk out live, and it's like, okay, can you juggle the chainsaw? Okay, you know. Oh my god, holy that's shit. cool too. And he's like, I know. And he's like, and we tried the chainsaw juggling act, and, and it, it didn't work it, out very well. Get it sold. <laughs> Producer's wow, head was great cut idea. Off. I know. By Yo. the way, this is how it started. See, when I was in the Lux Hotel, I was doing this, and it was like, oh my god, that's a smart idea. See how much smarter I feel now? That's that's the business. I could steal these from my YouTube channel. You could have all of them. You can have all of them. Yo, Why don't you give us this? a little. Can you give us a little? How about a restaurant that you've never heard of before that is about to go under decides to create their signature disc? You know, like there's the Pink's hot dog. What if we created the craziest idea in your restaurant? It's the slow cooked beef that takes nine days to cook. Like we, just give it a shot yeah, before we, you close the doors. Yeah, like here's, we're going to build a thirty foot slow cooker and we're going to put the meat on one side. It takes nine days and customers come in and they mark their meat nine days ahead of time to get their reservation. Whoa. Right. So at these restaurants, they be, you create their signature your dish right and you create these cool over-the-top dishes that they sell and that's what well, they did you ever come up with a second one or was it just the nine-day brisket uh well we had like the you do like the world's biggest burger and stuff like nice. that where you have a you everybody comes with a measuring stick and let's like you decide where you want like we come up with all these outrageous dishes where people were like okay great it's the longest string of spaghetti they make one string 26 <laughs> longs and they make it into one you ever and, you ever use yeah. any extracurriculars to get to those ideas you know do a little ayahuasca and go out in the middle of the fucking desert i mean i know that has been a popular sort of talk about how we do these like executive retreats and yeah, stuff like yeah, that yeah, to try yeah. to come up with stuff, which yeah. is kind of pretty funny, but it's like, no, like rituals it's a formula. or anything like just like, no, it's a, for, it's a formula. The, no, what, what worked on somebody else's channel? Let's do a version of that. Why don't we change this channel? How do we do this to this? Yeah. You know, I did one with McG. Are you ready? You've seen Amazing Race? Yeah. A bunch of morons trying to happily make their way across these simple things with puzzles. Like, oh, how do I assemble this Ikea thing? What if we did Amazing Race for the smartest people in the world? engineers, MIT people that come together yeah, and they have to build their way across. So I mean, every, you know what I mean? They say every piece of art is hey, you know, Hey, you know we tried yeah. out for that, me and Jake, Amazing Race. Really? And they didn't do it? Uh, we did not do it. 
uh, because it was like a it was like an influencer season. Oh, got it. Yeah. And we were like, eh, we don't really want to. And, and, and by the way, we we spent the three days at the facility, yeah. filling out the papers, doing the four hour tests, yeah, sleeping overnight, and we're like, we finally sat down with the execs, and we told them this beforehand. We told them that if there was going to be any other social media stars, we were not interested. And we just repeated ourselves in the meeting. And yeah. the, the one guy piped up. He's like, so you're saying if there's any other influencers, you're not going to do it. And I looked at Jake. I was like, that's what we told you. No, we are, I thought we made that clear. He's like, <laughs> well, then I don't think this is going to work. I was like, oh, you just wasted three days of my yeah. time. I hope your season sucks. <laughs> and guess what? It fucking did. Yeah, who was on it? Well, the difference you know is. Who was on it? Uh, Cole LeBrant, the oh, Jesus yeah, loving yeah, firefighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, because that casting you in that moment made you bigger than the show, right? And then so that show would benefit from you more than you would have benefited from the show. Oh, yeah, bro. And if they would have done it, you just cast it in a normal sense, like in a normal season, then it would have benefited you more than the show would have benefited, right? Because you would have yep. got the you yep. would have got the upswing from being on the amazing yeah. rate as a normal contestant. Yeah. So they positioned it wrong. I can't that. I can't believe the amount of uh um preparation and uh yeah research that goes into finding the contestants and yeah, well, your you talent and spend two million dollars an episode you can afford to do that kind of stuff that is insane yeah yeah oh that yeah i mean it happens that's what yeah, we do Jake's you know wedding was the greatest example of traditional versus digital oh my Our god like oh my god jake's wedding was crazy because because mtv mtv 30, 40 people mtv was like scattered around yeah. this house like trying to keep up with jake tana the manager yeah. It was nuts. By the way, was and a that's, disaster. that's TV and movie, like scripted TVs up here. And then movies are another layer of ridiculousness of how many people. Mm. I remember when um, Nathan For You came to film with me. Oh my God, and yeah, and so I was on the show and we did a whole thing. And he, and he said something to me like, yeah, well, I'm a reality show too. And I laughed. I was like, you got 46 people in my conference room. Like, you are not a reality yeah, show, dude. Yeah. Like, whatever, man. Yeah. So it was pretty, it was a, it's been crazy. Um, I'm hungover. I, so just think you'll love his first notes that he got from the network on Bar Rescue. Those will oh, help us with the hangover. You think? God. Wait, you think say so? it again. Say it again. You'll love to hear. The first oh my God, that's good. The first notes you got on Bar Rescue. On Bar Rescue. So like, like, wait, you shot the pilot? Or, yeah. Or? So, so what happened was, and, and the reason why this is so relevant because I do tell the story now is because when I got the notes for the book, because I never, like, I don't even read books, right? So, like, why are you paying me six figures to write a book? Like, it's just the craziest okay, thing, right? Okay. So, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so nervous, right? So, it's like, I write, it takes me forever to do the two chapters. And in a book thing, you got to send them two chapters first after you start writing. And then they say, like, oh, we like your direction. Oh, we'd yeah. like to you consider this. Let's bring you somebody else to talk to or whatever mm -hmm. it is, right? And so you're nervous about what happens. So they, the guy calls me back, my editor. He says, hey, listen, we scammed through it. It looks like you're in the right uh, space. I'll send you some detailed notes later. But for now, just keep going the same trajectory. Off you go. And do these notes like after you're done the rest of the book. Just keep going. Okay, good. I'm so excited. Off we go. Then he emails me like four days later. Hey, uh, I got this, some notes for your first chapter. Um, you know, just don't worry about them for now. Just keep going. So I'm like, okay. And then he emails me like 10 minutes later. And he goes, oh, hey, by the way, I just don't want you to think that when you read the notes that we aren't happy. Like we are happy with how it's going. Like, I just don't know if I conveyed that really in my notes. Okay. And I was like, oh crap. Yeah. So I literally have to pull the car over, like get the phone into like hotspot mode, like pull up the <laughs> no. laptop, like, oh my God, what did he say? And his notes were like, oh, I wonder if the audience might like this a little earlier. Oh, great point here. What if we yeah. can expand this? Like the softest, like, oh, you're your talent, Brand, <laughs> which was just the craziest thing. And so I wrote him the note, which is what the first note we got back on Bar Raskin. I was like, hey, 
uh, just so you know, Koshik, like here's the first note I ever got back on Bar Rexy on the pilot. It said nothing else, but this is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. Do you even know how to make television? That was it. That was the note. You, that was it. Yo, that is that's not a note. That yeah, was the note. The, who, that was the pilot. That how was that? A, it came from Sharon Levy. Oh, baller. Yeah. Boss. She is. She's amazing. And I, mean, I love she, her. She messed up on that one, though. Yeah. No, no. By the way, it may have been. I don't know if it was the worst piece of shit you've ever seen, but like, it's a pilot. That's the process. I would, and that's that the, the relationship we had. Maybe that was the note you needed. No. And by the way, it was like, it, and, and by that time, it was with the, you know, it's with the edit team and the guys who are in the mix of it. Like, they're the ones who have to deal with it. I was just like, oh, that's a note. Ooh, ouch. I aspire you know I mean? to get to a place in life where I can yeah, get notes that. like that, where your note is just like, hey, this is equivalent to a flaming piece of dog shit get yeah. this the fuck away and then it comes me. in and then it and becomes the person Uber, says, and then you're like and damn no, no, it and the person says wow because that person said it this is a flaming piece of dog shit they don't even question it for a second dude. well and it and then they go back it, and they fix it by the yeah. way it's just fix it it's not like yo this has no value yeah. it's just this is flaming, currently flaming dog shit does have value well, because it's, it's producing heat ready yeah. for this and it's current <laughs> it's, form it doesn't but when it becomes methane and you can utilize I don't fucking now, know dude the truth is <laughs> it also shows you where you are in the pecking order right because if you take that note that's where you are and I know producers that if they would have got that note they would have driven over there and kicked the doors in and like, right, right. lit the place on fire and there's producers she would never send that note to mm. so that's the sort of the jockeying for a position in, in Hollywood and you always want to be the person who when the network gives you note you send it back and say go fuck yourself take the tape or don't and there are producers Craig Pelligian does that whenever he wants like if you don't send him notes like that because he will tear a strip off you and like call your boss and like he'll ruin your life wow because that's that's the level he plays at right and he I Craig, Craig Legion, I passed on a show at the network and he didn't like that. He went around my, around me, my boss, and went to the head of the entire corporate organization and got in a fight with him and be like, this is total bullshit. And he's like, blah, blah. and the guy bought the show and he came back to us and be like, yeah, well, I bought the show around you. Now you got to produce it. And I was like, that guy is a gangster. Man. Wow. That's how it works. Wow, that's awesome. And I always say like, I want to be somewhere between where I am on the tough guy and Craig Pelligian. Like, how do I get a little closer to the uh, balance? Uh, that balance, was the, the my balance. friend. Yeah, so... More travel exactly. adventure trips. That's right. That's the only thing. Joy. 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 I'm going to go take a nap and That's get joy in that way. Yo, Brad, thanks for coming on, bro. Listen, man. This is a very, very, very big honor for me. Yeah. I've been a big fan of you guys for a year. Appreciate like, you. I've watched your guys' career from the beginning because I've watched talent. So I saw right at the uh, very beginning, uh. I saw you and your bro, and I was just like, these guys are super interesting. And nice. I've seen every iteration that you guys have gone through. And it's just like, crazy. I know and I appreciate everything you guys have done and how you've done it. It's super impressive. Crazy, crazy, bro. Where can they find you on uh, social media? I am at Brant Pinvidic. And you can get more about the book at Three Minute Rule. Let's go. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Impulsive, the number one award winning podcast Official. in the it's world. Official. We love you guys. And we'll see you next episode. Take validation, it easy. validation. Peace. Woo!